Hello! And welcome back to Please Don't Make a Scene. It's not the name of this podcast. <laughs> no. It's the spoiler cast. The show we talk about movies, so we don't care about spoiling them because it is uh, the spoiler cast. It's in the title. Uh, yes. Uh, I am to be yes, of course, as always. And with me is my sister and trusted co host, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And today we finally get to talk about Edgar Wright's latest creation. Uh, we saw it almost a week ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, timing was unfortunate, so we had to wait until now <laughs> to talk about it since we are committed to this podcast. Yes. Um, so today we are talking about Last Night in Soho. Fucking finally. Um, and, um, yeah, if you want to support the show, uh, first of all, just, we're glad if you're listening to it, telling your friends about it, but there's also, uh, somewhere around here, links are everywhere, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any of all the major podcast platforms where we're available, there are links to our Patreon page, where you will not only get an extra episode every week, you will also get early access to my other podcast, Madness in the Method, and you will get, um... Uh, commentary tracks, early access to videos, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So check that out if you got if you got the money to spare. It's just three bucks a month. But other than that, let's get on with the show. Yes. Yes. And um, uh, I don't know. Well, I think. How do we you want to start this? Agree that we both like this movie. Well, yeah. I, okay. Is that how we're starting it? <laughs> yes, this is how we're starting it today. So, what exactly did you think of it? Because um, I know you liked it, but like... I liked it. Elaborate. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I was... I was honestly a little worried that I wouldn't like it. and um, Not that I wouldn't like it, but it wouldn't be as, you know, good as it should be. If that makes any sense. Because yeah. we talked about this in our last episode. Well, the last free episode we talked about the Cornetto trilogy, and yes. we all, we both agreed that um, even though uh, the last one, The World's End, is not as good as the two first ones, it's still an amazing trilogy, and all three are like above top tier movies, basically. Yes. <laughs> um, but then in the Patreon episode this Monday, we talked about. His non-Cornetto movies, uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. World and uh, Baby, Baby Driver. Driver. And those projects are ones that he's written by himself or with someone else other than um, Simon, Simon Pegg. Pegg yeah. And we talked about how even though those movies are still meticulously and beautifully directed and edited with the music and everything... They lack a certain something when it comes to the writing. Yes. And we, we, we theorize that maybe it's, you know, Simon Pegg that brings that little um, extra bit of humanity to the script. Um, yeah. That is, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a completely emotionless script in either of those movies, but it's It's, it's lacking that, that, that little extra it's some, Yeah, something is missing. Something. Yeah. And so I was worried that this would be the same thing. And looking at the meta score, this is his lowest scored movie so far, I think. Yeah. Um, at least you know, there's the one movie we haven't talked about that he made like before Shaun of the Dead, but that that one technically it, doesn't count. No, since it's like a whole movie <laughs> thing. Um, 
So it doesn't have a meta score. But this one, because it's you have it upright, it's like a it's 62. A 65. 65. And that is much lower than even his lowest scored movie to date, which is I think it's Shaun of the Dead, right? On like a 70 something. Yeah. Everything else is at 70 at least. Yeah, and I mean the the highest ones are like an 86 or something. Yeah. 81 or 86. It's a, he's always scored very high. Um and I gotta say, after having seen it. Uh, I don't understand why this isn't scored as high as the other ones, or like oh. at, at least the mid seventies. No, I thought this would be eighties at least. Okay, yeah, this is this... this is probably honestly my favorite of his movies now. Oh, okay, I wouldn't go that far, but it is a very good movie. <laughs> no, I think I. It might be because I've only seen it once, and I've seen. The Cornetto trilogy millions of times, basically. <laughs> Many times, yeah. <laughs> I might just be, oh, this is new and fresh and I like this more. I don't know. But I, I very much liked it. It's uh, it's yeah. great. And it's it's him plus that thing oh, that's yeah. missing from the ones he wrote himself. Oh, you think? Because in this one, he has um, a screenplay help by uh, Christy Wilson Cairns, I think you say. Oh, okay. So I, he's I'd not actually, right. He didn't write this up. all on his own, which is perhaps what's needed, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I just my quick. We should say that that the first part of this. We'll we'll try to stay away from spoilers yes. since it's a new movie. It's a very anticipated movie, or at least it was very anticipated by us. Yeah. Um. So we'll stay away from any major spoilers in the first half. Whatever. I don't know. We'll we'll tell you when we start. Talking Spoiling. about spoilers. Because <laughs> there are some big spoilers we gotta talk about towards the end. Yes. Of the movie. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. But it is a spoiler cast, so you know, you should be prepared. You have been warned. You have been warned. But we'll tell you once we start talking about spoilers. But I gotta say that I still think that this movie, just like Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver, suffers from that. Well, now I'm just having. I'm just thinking about it. Maybe it isn't that it's suffering from a lack of, like, an emotional core. It's just that it's different from yeah. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. And I think that's Rose what's End. bothering you and more. <laughs> yeah, those three are very... They are very They are very specifically, like, yes. written. They are, they are They are buddy movies written by, like, two friends involving a third friend. Because they're yeah. all... Like, especially Simon Pegg and Nick Frost... Um, are like they're, they've been friends for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. So them always playing friends in the movies, um, and writing the movies together with Edgar Wright, who's also their friend, it adds something very special to them. And I'm, I, I, I love a good romance. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, may, maybe it's just that I'm, I'm judging these movies against that, which is very special. So yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just putting that out fair. there. <laughs> I, 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 maybe it is. I just thought I right now because I say it's not like Shaun of the Dead. So of course, it's not like Shaun of the Dead. That's it's a very specific, different movie. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but I still think I don't know. This is definitely. Yeah, th- I think this is better than uh, both Scott Pilgrim and uh, Baby oh, Driver. Yes. I mean, Baby Driver has some amazing um, ed- um, filming and editing when it comes to the, the music cues. Yeah. In how oh. everything is timed to music. Yeah. And I just got to say, something we... It's kind of funny. We completely <laughs> f- neglected to mention 
um, all the action sequences when we talked because we were so wrapped up in the writing. Oh, that we yeah. forgot to mention <laughs> that some of the greatest car chases of like the 2010s are in that movie. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but that kind of goes without saying because it's a movie yeah. about driving. So obviously, um, yeah. But I, I, um, I, I thought of that the other day. Like we didn't even talk about the car chases. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it a lot though. So that yeah, just. Yeah. Because, like you said, that's kind of obvious. It's, it's kind of really obvious, yeah. good. It's like, especially that first one. It's it's yes. probably one of the best action sequences in this decade. It's yeah. amazing, that driving. And anyway. I, no, I have to mention, because I looked up some uh, some videos and, and um, like, interviews with Edgar Wright, and he had to uh, uh, mention his favorite scenes in his movies. That uh, one is definitely one. For, like, Vanity Fair or something? Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, one of those when they draw on the screen yeah. with a pen. Yeah, yeah. I, and he I pointed that out that that scene is, like, it's more or less just what it is. They've added a few tiny details to make it match the beats even more, but yeah, it's not a lot. They literally managed to choreograph it so perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, oh, it's magical almost. But I'm um, apart from that part of Baby yeah. Driver. Last Night in Soho is better, in my opinion. Because okay. it has yeah. a better yeah, I, story, I, it has better characters. I think so, too. Um, it still has some of those minute details, both in music cues oh God, and yes. other cues. Yeah. And just details in general. Uh, I, I mentioned one thing when we sat in the theater. Um, trying to get you to notice that detail, but apparently not a lot of people noted, noticed that. Because um, ah. he usually has, not usually, but he has sometimes like twins, creepy twins in his movies. Yeah. And he did it in uh, Last Night in Soho as well. Oh, yeah? But not how you expected it. <laughs> you know, in the, the first sequence that you see in the trailer... Uh, when you see uh, Thomas and Mackenzie from one point of view, and then you see Anya Taylor and Joy from one point of view, and they like hang off their coat, and this uh, I don't know what you call him, dude gets their coat for them. Yeah, the the coat checker yeah, guy. That's yeah. that's that's twins. Oh, because of it's the mirror the, stuff. It's the guys who play the Weasley twins. Oh yeah, you said that. Yeah. Oh, is that one of the Weasley boys? Like, I don't know who they but are. Then, I don't give a fucking it's actually know. both of them. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, because they're twins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they didn't film that stuff like too much through a, uh, a mirror. It's yeah. it's actually yes. So two let's people. Like, let's let's talk about because we we don't want a bunch of angry Ghostbusters fans saying that oh <laughs> we're just we're just complaining. Let's actually talk about the technical stuff. Oh yes, because one, once again we've said this now. But every movie that we talked about of Edgar Wright's, they are, it is so insanely, meticulously directed. Every frame is like pitch perfect. It is such a beautiful movie to watch. Yes. And then watching that thing you talked about when you talked about how they achieved some of those um, Mm -hmm. dream sequences in Last Night in Soho. The fact that so much of it is achieved in camera and very, mm. very little of it is like CGI or green screen, it made it even more insane. Like, yeah, they have you've seen in the trailers. Like, there's no spoiler. Thomas, the story is Thomas and Mackenzie comes to London from uh, from from a suburb somewhere out in the country, out in no- the country, yeah, North England. So she's she's the country girl coming to the big city. Um, to uh, study to fashion, uh, art, fashion, design, London cl- cl- Fashion School. I yes, think. yes, yes. Um, 
and uh, she 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 gets a room on was it Hodge Streets? Budge Dudge Street? Hodge Street, I think. She, like she, yeah, she rents this room from an old lady. Yeah, and when she, she when she lies down to go to sleep, she has these super vivid dreams of London in the sixties, which yes. is her favorite decade. Like she loves all the music and the art from there and the the, 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 fashion. the fashion. Yeah, um, but she's like she uh, sees it, it through the eyes of yeah, someone that's, else. It, yeah. Well, that's kind of interesting because in the trailers they're kind of showing it like ah she becomes this this character yes uh, whatever her name is uh, played by Anna Taylor Joy Sandy right Alexandra Sandy yeah um but when you actually see the movie it's she's kind of like following this person she doesn't actually see it from her eyes she's always like in the background well and- in the beginning she's sort of her mirror yeah 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 but she's that kind always- of Evolved, it's, I suppose. You know what? You know what? You know what it is. It's kind of dreamlike. Yeah, so you're not really sure if it's <laughs> if she actually is that person or following that person. You yeah, actually, you don't really know. Uh, that's much p- like p- in your dreams. You know, you don't really yeah. know how you see things. Yeah, part of that wonderful direction that it's ac- yes. it actually feels dreamlike. <laughs> yes, but you see, you see, you usually see Anya Taylor Joy and her doing the same like movements in mirrors mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's not like a CGI mirror. They're actually there doing very choreographed moves together to make it look yes. like they are they are each other's mirror images. One of them that you see in the trailer is the dance scene. Yeah. Yes, Apparently, there's a dance scene. When there's they, no cuts in it. There are no hidden cuts. It is just oh. Matt Smith dancing with both of them and them ducking under the camera or behind running Matt Smith. around the camera. And yeah, stuff. literally uh, as he calls it, the Texas switch. Yeah. Um, but like even more than what you're used to because Texas Switch is usually just like oh someone ducks behind one something switch, yeah. and then someone else pops up and does the stunt or whatever yeah, no no they do it like two or three times oh several times it's a long dance sequence yeah, and true. these like really meticulous steady cam moves around them yeah. um, that is actually uh, not done by a machine to like because th- they did a couple match like match cuts yes a couple um, when they're so like there's a little bit of too trickery. fast yeah um, but even that was done like by hand. It wasn't a, mm-hmm. a robot arm doing the movements cause to, to copy no, it. He just did the same move. The cameraman did so the same move. Yeah, perfectly trained so he can do the exact same movement. Yeah, so it's it's three people dancing like they were two. Yeah, and it's flawlessly executed. It's so perfect. I thought it was CGI. I thought it was like, like green screen and cuts. Yeah, hidden yeah. cuts. No, it's all one <laughs> one long take. It is insane. And there yes. are scenes like that all over the movie. Oh, where yes. people like appear in mirrors and she you know, she she sees things and, and it's 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 all done like with in camera trickery. Yeah. Which is so amazing to see. And even though this isn't uh, Baby Driver, uh, you know, the whole movie is edited to music and his other movies aren't all completely edited to music, but many of the scenes are. Like specific yes. scenes are here's the same thing. A lot of the music like is perfectly integrated into the scenes it is yes i found out through one of those videos i watched that apparently like 10 years ago he started a playlist that he called like last night in soho or something just to whenever he heard one of these songs it would remind him to write this script nice so he's (laughs) been he's been working on this for a while and he had specific songs in mind to keep that aesthetic wow yeah kind of like you did on uh on baby driver yeah I think it was this one, at least, he had for, for 10 years. I'm not sure if it was 10 years, but he had it for a while. That sounds like the baby driver, though. 
He had Baby both Driver... on playlists, but I think he had it for a while. I'm not sure if okay. it was this one was 10 years. Because Baby Driver is kind of funny. I found out that after, once again, after we did our episode about <laughs> it. Because I knew he had, he had worked on the script for like 7 or 10 years. Um, starting basically after Hot Fuzz, like writing his next action movie, but it took a long time. Yeah. But I actually found out that he started writing that in 1997. Ooh. Where he had the idea for a, like a, a, a car chase movie edited to music. Okay. And then he he like he told his producer about it around 2004 when they were making Shaun of the Dead, and he actually got paid to write the script. <laughs> um, in like. 2007 or something but the movie wasn't actually finished until 2017 so you get paid 10 years in advance <laughs> nice there's some there's some thank you note in the end in the credits of Baby Driver about that but whatever yeah no but he did have this one as well for a long time and he sent the uh, playlist to uh, Christy Wilson Cairns to help so she could have the same okay. like mood to write okay the well then that, that is very part. similar to Baby Driver because he yeah he gave the uh, uh, an iPod to all the actors with specific playlists to listen uh. to while they read the script. <laughs> because, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, back back to the movie. Um, yes. Yeah. So the quickly just you get most of the story from the trailer. I mean, not the actual story, but you get the premise. Yes. The like basics. She, she 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 keeps having these dreams every night, but eventually it's like it's like. It becomes even more like realistic. It's like the yeah. dreams are bleeding into her waking life. And like they say in the like tagline on IMDb, the glamour is not all that it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, because we find out that this Sandy character that she's following, she didn't. She she's not quite what we thought she was. No. If that makes her sound. It's not, not that she's sinister, but her fate is not what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, what we see in the beginning is definitely not what happens eventually. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, t- two of the best young actresses living or working today in the same movie, in, in yes. this amazing movie. Thomas and Mackenzie uh, and Anya Taylor-Joy both have made some amazing stuff very early in their lives. I'm trying to figure out where I've seen Thomas in before. Thomas and Mackenzie, I first saw her a few years ago in uh, Leave No Trace. The, right. uh, the I, I don't know what you call the, the post-war movie with uh, Ben Ben Foster. I loved that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, partially because I'm a big Ben Foster fan, but also because... <laughs> Their chemistry was amazing, and just the the the, the script and the movie in general was amazing. Yeah. Um. And after that, I, I think I saw in some stuff here and there, but then of course the other big one is uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yes, from, that's where I saw. Well, her. for us last year, but technically 2019. Yeah. Which is also amazing as uh, uh, the the Jewish girl who hides in in Jojo's uh, yeah attic or walls, the walls of Jojo's house. Um. And of course, Anya Taylor Joy. We know from The Witch um, and yes. Split, and I guess from Glass, even though that's not good, but she's good in it. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people know her from The Queen's Gambit. The yeah, of course, show. she's done a bunch more, but I, I, have, I haven't seen more of her, I think, other than those movies. Uh, no. Not, not, not that comes to mind, really. No, I think it is Split and The Witch. Yeah, those are the big ones. Because I, I yeah. didn't watch The Queen's Gambit. I'm not into No, I haven't TV seen that shows. either. But I've, I've seen her in, in clips and trailers from other things. 
partly yeah. than Emma, uh, the New Mut- Mutants, and uh, the Queen's Gambit. Because she's Emma in Emma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I saw the, uh, I saw the, the like, on a Netflix trailer for that. And it's just, what is this movie? You're sitting and drinking tea and talking trash. Yeah, I don't know what it is, really. <laughs> kind of funny, because you know what her name in The Witch is? Thomason! Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, she was in Thoroughbreds. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I have it on like a list of movies to watch, but I haven't seen it yet. Anyway. They are both um, definitely very good actors. Very and good actors. Only going to go up from this, probably. Yeah. They have both kind of... Uh, their their careers have really, really taken off in the last yes. couple of years. And this will only help. Oh yes. Oh, I. I th- well, I hope so at least. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about that though, because oh, we should, we should mention the other actors in this. Uh, you have Matt Smith, Obviously. who I really only know from Doctor Who, and I've watched yeah. Doctor Who, but I know he was the sixth Doctor or whatever. Um, and I know he was he became very popular because of that. But I'm I've actually never seen him in a movie other than uh, Terminator Genesis, where he plays. The living embodiment of Skynet, and it's like he's there. He's in the movie for like one minute. Oh yeah! So I'm, I've never been able to judge him <laughs> as an actor, but uh, no, he's I great. haven't seen too much of him either, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I know he's in a few things, but I, I haven't seen them. He he is one of those actors that have, has kind of blown up, but I've just haven't seen him in anything. I think one. Of, I mean, obviously, his big break was uh, as Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, I think it's uh, well. Lately, I think he he played. Uh, yeah, he played Philip in The Crown. Ah, Prince Philip. okay. Well, I haven't seen that, so. So I think that's one of his other big ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been in anything that I have seen actually no not really um but he was also very Ooh, great he's he's in uh, the house of the dragon the targaryen spin-off oh, prequel yeah. thing Ooh, that'll be interesting I, yeah, <laughs> well not I for guess, you I but guess. for me uh, yeah i guess <laughs> um yeah but you know it, it, it was great because he starts out I don't know if this is He starts out very, very charming. Oh yes. Um, as they all do. Yeah. And even <laughs> even though like in the in the um in the trailer I think we get like a glimpse of him actually being like they hint at him being like a bad guy. Yeah, he seems a bit sinister of some sort. Yeah. But you're not sure from the trailer you're not sure no. if he is a bad guy or not. So he in the movie, even when he's like in the beginning when it's very charming and they're you know dancing and having fun there's this sinister touch to his charm. There's something charm. about him. He's a bit yeah, creepy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very well made because it's so subtle. So you're like, yeah. he's a really cool guy, but there's there's something off with him. <laughs> yeah. Something's weird, you know? Um, And the same, <laughs> well, I was going to say, the same thing with Terrence Stamp, which was fun to watch because I... I I haven't seen him since like the Star Wars prequels. He played one of the uh, chancellors oh, yeah. in, the, in the first one, um, or the original, uh, whatever the leader is of the the Republic, whatever. Um, he 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 just played it super like uh, uh, scenery chewing evil almost. Yes. Which, without spoiling anything, definitely worked to his advantage. We'll talk about that more in the spoiler section of this. Yeah. Um, there was no one... 
even like the smaller roles, um, like the the other classmates, oh, the, yeah, the roommate that don't really have much to do. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that um, because we we do we only get to really know two of them. One is her roommate, and the other is the guy who's kind of the love interest. John, sort of. yeah. What's his well, name? The room, uh, the, the the guy is John Michael uh, Ajahu. Ajao? I don't know how to say your name. He's actually from Attack the Block. He's one of the kids. Yeah, he's one of the little kids. Yeah. He has to go home, do your homework. He's mayhem. Watch Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> mayhem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just saw a picture of him like, oh shit, he's all grown up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't recognize him at No, first, I didn't. When that's we saw him. him. I, I saw a picture where I was looking it up and I was like, oh, fuck, that's the kid from Attack the Block. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but then we have Jocasta. Jocasta, yes. Who is, uh, well... Thomason's character, she she moves in for one night, I think, in like yeah. the dormitories. Yeah. Um, the, and roommate, her roommate is Jocasta, just Jocasta, you know, because it's cooler. It's cooler, yeah. To, to not have a surname, <laughs> it's her it's her stage name, Jocasta. Yeah. And she is from the get go. At fir- at first, you just think that she's maybe a little inconsiderate. Um, yeah. Uh, just super hyped about starting yeah. school and meeting new people and stuff. But as the movie goes on, she is like openly antagonistic yes. towards um, towards Thomas and Mackenzie's character, Eloise. Yeah, Ellie. Ellie, yeah. And I, I, if there's one thing in this movie that's flawed, it's that. Because it doesn't add anything to the movie. No. Other than, I guess, some levity here and there, but it's also kind of too. Uh, mean spirited at times it's i think it's only there to push ellie's character away because we want her yeah, to be I a guess. little bit of an outcast yeah I and guess. to be honest that's a spot-on character for someone who studies fashion in london oh i can i can <laughs> i can imagine yeah yeah i had you a couple of those in my in class london. yes yeah. i had a couple of those in my class <laughs> yeah well you know the Fashion people can be very peculiar, so... Yes, they can be very and strange. I, and and I gotta say, even though it felt like sometimes you're like, oh, why do we need to have another scene with Jocasta? Every time she was on screen, it was, you know, you, it got a reaction. Yeah. And you didn't laugh, because she was just so, almost <laughs> like comically evil sometimes. Yes. Like, what is she doing? She's a classic, just like, bitchy girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just wants to be... Better and more known than anyone else, and as soon as someone has something going for them, she has to like push them down or top them somehow. Yeah, yeah, um, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, but just like with uh, just like with the other movies, um, like that is really the only flaw in this movie that Jocasta yeah. feels a little. A unnecessary, a little too much, but that's the—I mean, that's the only thing I can complain about. There's nothing yeah. else really. Like the acting, the editing, the directing, yes, the 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 um the set design and oh the, the costume design. Oh, I'll, I'll I... let you talk about that since you, yeah. <laughs> you like that kind of stuff more. Um, regarding the set design, they actually filmed it all in Soho. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. They That's closed amazing. down streets and stuff at night to because f- most of it takes place at night. Yes, uh, when they're in Soho, like outside. Yeah, yeah. The m- more the more the movie goes on, the more of it takes place during the night because she becomes yeah. obsessed with experiencing these dreams. So her waking time is basically just waiting for night. Yeah, and those few shots are basically in school. So yeah. 
that's a studio or they rented the school i don't know but the out the outside shots at night are in soho they just had you know extras in in time timely pieces and they had like cars flown in and and they changed some of the details they put up the uh was it thunderball poster yeah the huge thunderball uh, banner so cool he actually tried or was thinking about changing it to um Oh no, I don't remember which one it was. Some space movie. Um but after I think it was Tarantino or some and someone else saw like that clip where the Thunderball poster was in it, they were like, I love oh. the Thunderball poster. He's like, shit, I have to change it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's it's perfect. Oh yes. And the fashion is always also perfect. I mean, you don't see too much of it. You see the ones that Anya Taylor Joy wears mostly. Yeah, you see some background people and yeah. some background people, but that's not a lot. But it's no. beautiful and it's so, it's so detailed and it's so actually like perfect for the sixties. Oh yeah, um, it's, I, there's a word for it. I can't think of the word. Whatever. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say timely, but that's not the word I want to use. No, it's, it's, it's I guess, era accurate? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's accurate. Say. Yeah. It's just, oh, love it. And then you have the translation or the transition of the, the 60 fashion that Eloise experiences in her dreams. Yeah, because she starts taking inspiration from her dreams to create... Into her fashion like, school. Yeah, like pro- modern projects. iterations of it. Well, at the first, she's just she's just no, copying what she's yeah. seen Sandy wear. <laughs> well, you do that sometimes. You yeah, have sure, to like, sure. copy to get the feel of it, and then you can make alterations to make it your thing. I oh, suppose. sure, sure. It's um, just... Yeah, it's, they, it, there's so many details in all of it. Yeah. I, I, how how do you even think of like putting every single detail into it? They didn't miss a thing, nothing. Yeah, uh, down to like nail polish. Yeah, <laughs> and that's 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 what I that's what I wonder as well. How can you how can you spend so much time on minute details and fucking you know uh, me- messing around and, and like jerking around with like every little little, little down to like the smallest grain of sand have to be perfect, and then. Also have a compelling story with interesting characters that are, that is perfectly paced yeah. throughout throughout the hundred minute runtime or hundred and ten minute runtime. Like how? Because you have a bunch of usually <clears throat> usually it's like you have a, a director who really only cares about characters. So you have a yeah. movie where maybe like the background stuff doesn't really you know maybe doesn't 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 fit or like there are continuity issues and stuff but it's not important because the characters are so well written you know or you have a super technical directors like uh uh Ridley Scott yes like, like he he can do great movies overall but his his like biggest flawed movies are still very technically proficient like i hate the story in blade runner but oh my god it's a beautifully made movie yeah here though you have both of that. You have both those who care, the char- director who cares about character and story, and the director who cares about the minutia and detail of of the set design and everything and the direction. He yes. does both uh, flawlessly. It's yeah. insane. I mean, he did hire the right people for everything. Sure, involved. I mean, like, yeah, of course. Like <laughs> that, that's that's part of, of of good directing to hire yes. the right people to help you realize your vision. Definitely. Yes. Um, which he also mentions, like that he like he could never have done it without his team, uh, and that yeah. is that is 
that is something like the whole the whole um, auteur thing. Like the director is, you know, he does everything else. That's not how it works. But good directing involves hiring the right people. Definitely finding who who actually works the best uh, for for your material. Yeah. Um, and he does that. It, it, it's Every picture time, perfect. Almost. Every this time. This one is yeah. even more perfect in my eyes. But yeah. it's just because I mean the story speaks to me more than the buddy stories that you liked with his other movies. Sure. Yeah. So it just it just adds it to me, of course. Um, should we should we move into like spoilers now? Because I don't want to talk too much about specific scenes or details. Yeah, I'm having a hard time saying stuff that's not spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So so that's for anyone who doesn't want to hear spoilers. I'll, should we? Uh, well, score. We don't really score movies. But no, but like a final thing is go watch it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely go watch it's it. And, amazing. Yeah, and watch it in the cinema. Yeah, it is one of those movies because of all the 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 great you know set the sign and all the music yes, and everything. you need a big picture. You know, yeah. be careful so you don't end up sick like we are. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a... definitely better today, but like... Yeah. S- it's still there. <laughs> specifically Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, dude, I was deathly ill. I, I, I think we must have both caught, caught yeah. cold from someone in there. Probably. Um, no fever or anything, so not no, corona. No, it's just, but you it know, runny nose. Definitely a nasty throat. cold. <laughs> <sighs> So be but safe, but that's, definitely uh, go watch it. <laughs> that's what happens when you're in quarantine for 18 months. You don't have yeah. a, a, an immunity immune system anymore. Yeah. But anyway, check it out. Yes. Uh, amazing movie. I, uh, it's like a uh, strong 8, almost maybe even a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I'll probably put a 9 on if I have to score it. Yeah. So, from here on out, spoilers. Huge spoilers. spoiler warning. We'll be talking about spoilers. Specific <laughs> scenes. We will be talking about the ending of the movie. Yes. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, turn it off now. Go watch the movie and then come back and watch the rest of this. Yes. Or listen to the rest of this. So thank you. To thank those you who so have much. Off. Bye bye. <laughs> Check out the Patreon link. And now the spoilers start. Yes. Do you have any specific scenes you want to discuss? Where, where do you start? <laughs> I well, mean. <sighs> No, you go. I I don't know where to start. Okay, so one of the the things that I initially thought they were like <sighs> hammering home a little too hard in the in the script was the whole thing that oh uh, um, like the the past isn't as glamorous as uh, as we think. We only think of the good parts of the past. We don't actually think of how how bad it was, and I I thought they were going to be much more on the nose about that because the story it turns out that she she is in love with um, Thomas and Eloise Thomas McKenzie's character is in love with sixties culture in general, music, yes. fashion, everything, especially London since she's British. Yeah. Um, and um, so all she does is listen to old old uh, vinyls and wear the kind of you know the sixties clothes. She even she usually makes her own like sixties inspired fashion and wears. Um, so then when she actually gets to go into these super vivid dreams in the sixties, she's so like, oh my god, it's magical, you know. She's she, starstruck, basically. Yeah, she changes her hair to look more like uh, uh, Sandy, Anna Taylor Joyce character, um, and she wants to buy the same clothes. <laughs> One she of the, does 
end she up does, buying. <laughs> yeah, one of the better scenes when she like she looks up this this PVC uh, 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 coat. trench coat. Yeah, and is about to buy some dress as well. And then when they, she's she's a student, so she doesn't have any money. So like, when the, when the cashier at this it's like a vintage store, she's like that'll be three hundred seventy five pounds. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? Something. <laughs> yeah. It was just because she's a very she's a very timid character. But then, then I mean, what the fuck? She almost steals it at first, so she's yeah. al- she's a bit embarrassed and like, okay, I have to buy it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh shit, that's but, all my yeah. money. <laughs> But then it turns out, of course, that Matt Smith is not just this nice guy who'll use his connections to make Sandy famous in the in the in the nightclub world of Soho. He's yeah, she actually, wants to become a nightclub singer. He's yeah, yeah. He's basically a pimp. Oh yes. Like at first, she has to do like these kind of burlesque shows, and that yes. but that but that basically turns into her sleeping with gross dudes. Yeah, for you know, rich men who want... Uh, well, not even rich men, just people who hang out well, in Soho, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> but most um, of them, because he says it's like, but they'll make you famous. Yeah, they're they're not gonna. The how just, do you mean? <laughs> yeah, he, that's just something he says to make make her keep doing it. Yeah. And um, at first I thought it was going to become this, this, I don't know, not not like, not like men are bad, women are good story. But they were gonna. It's gonna be a little too on the nose that you have, you know, a, um, entertainment business dudes taking advantage of young women who are trying yeah. to get into the business. You know, the whole Me Too thing about <coughs> Harvey Weinstein and stuff. Story, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and it, that that, but it. <sighs> I mean, it it did. It's, it's, it was that a little bit. Oh, it it, it definitely is, and it it is about that. Yes. But I I think they they um in the in the end it's it's still uh, you know Eloise is still in love with the sixties the style of the sixties in the end but she has uh, a more mature uh, uh, she has a more mature view of the past yes. like you, you can't just she can handle it better yeah she knows you well, know t- we should mention that she has this ability of some sort because she yeah. can see her dead mother in mirrors that's also something that they don't quite they don't really flesh out tell us, but they don't really have to i i think i think that's also a little bit of red herring that we're supposed to think is she you know because they hint at her her mother actually being like uh mentally unstable yeah. no but mo- tell us her, yeah, because her mother also went to not to fashion school. She just went to London, right? She to, went to, to London, study. and there was it was just too much for her. She couldn't take all the impressions, and yeah. she went insane. And eventually, she, she killed, killed herself. herself. Yeah. So, uh, t- um, Eloise now living with her grandma. Um, they kind of fear that that's going to happen to her as well. Yeah, because they hint that in the beginning that, you know, she's had similar problems because, you know, she keeps seeing her dead mother and talking yeah. to her dead mother. and she, They've even, like, talked to, like, sh- uh, therapists or whatever they're called. Um, shrinks. Ab- yeah, shrinks, <laughs> yeah, about this. So, so the grandma is kind of worried that she is going to the same place where her mom killed herself. Yeah. And she, you know, she might have, you know... Um, inherited this this mental this instability. Problem. Yeah. 
So I think that's there only so we, we're supposed to question, like, is she actually seeing these dreams? Is she actually having these visions that they are? Yeah. Or is she just crazy? Because that's what, you know, that's, a, you know, the classic horror movie thing. Yes. Nobody believes me. They think I'm crazy. Well, but it's actually happening. But here they go a step further. So even the... the us as an audience are kind of questioning is she actually seeing it or is she just crazy yeah and I mean even if she is seeing it no one's gonna believe her because what she's seeing happened in the 60s yeah exactly so there's no there's no way she can prove it yeah unless there's like I don't know newspaper clippings or something of it but yeah um but the whole the whole the whole thing that she actually talks to her mother and she sees her mother in the mirrors that's it's almost too little of that in the movie to justify it, but it works. Yeah. Um, I wish we saw a little more of her, but not too much that she's like too involved in the story or something like that. No, because it's, it's it would have been weird if she like sat down and had conversations with yeah, her exactly. about what happens. No, exactly. So it's it's in there su- just enough. Yeah, because she's supposed to be more or less just a figment of her imagination, I suppose. This is her comfort yeah. that she can talk to her dead mother. Yeah, but then she's, she is having these visions. And yes. it turns out in the end, you know, that the visions are real and they are specific to the house that she lives in. Yes. So she has, there is some, she has some sort of connection to Definitely. the other side or whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she sees other ghosts yeah. all around London after a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go, going back to to the the whole the whole the whole uh, all that all all the men are evil, all the women yes. are, are you know victims. They don't go too far with it. Like it's that is obviously you know uh, uh, um, um, an inequality. Uh, yeah. It was definitely even now, but definitely more even in the sixties, obviously. Then. Um. So it it worked. Um, yes, and it it never became like I said. It never became too on the nose. Like this was oh, this is an allegory for Hollywood. Not no, it, no. It never felt like they were. He wasn't like wagging his finger in our in our face, like trying to make some sort of point. Instead, no. it was it was for the story. Yeah, and it, it's uh, proven even more because the modern scenes have nothing of that. No, exactly. All like, the men in the modern scene, except for one creepy cab driver, but you know yeah, that happens. I, I think that's also like to. To throw us on the wrong track yeah, in the start. Yeah, like, it's in the beginning. Oh, it's going to be one of those. But th- he's only there in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And sh- he also kind of disappears. And it might just be her being oversensitive. Like, he, he says yeah. some creepy stuff like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna be your first stalker when you're famous. Which, which is a weird yeah. thing to say, but it, it might just be that he's still bad at joking. <laughs> Yeah. Because he never stalks her. He's never in the movie again. <laughs> I mean, he does sit and wait for her to come back to the cab, but that could also be just because he wants to have the money of driving her yeah, exactly. to the actual location. It doesn't um, have to be that he's actually a creep. No, exactly. And, and you know, older men are kind of tactile, uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't um, know how to translate that. I don't know. Yeah. When it comes to talking to young women, so like they don't they don't know exactly how to word things yeah, without sounding they, too creepy. They, they don't have the millennial sensibilities. Yeah, and so also millennials are a little charming. too. Yeah, might come off as a little brutish nowadays. Yeah. Um, specifically which, to a young 
woman alone in a strange city. Yeah, which is also like part of that's also part of the script. Um like how 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 different times are now and then. <coughs> yeah. And we're having a little break here. Sorry. Yeah, I, I can't gonna... hear you. That was why. Sorry. <laughs> as soon as you as you moved your ma- mouth away from the ma- microphone and just stopped picking you up. I was trying not to cough into the mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah, that's the, that's definitely like there's a reason for it and it works. Yes. Yes. But you have other male characters who are definitely not like that. Who are more of the millennial way that you called it. Oh yeah, like the the, the love interest. <laughs> Excuse um, me. John. Is, he is, um, without being obnoxious, he is very, like, considerate. He, he is the typical, like, He's I don't the know. perfect boyfriend in a movie. Yeah, but without He's being obnoxious. He's perfect. Yeah. No, no, I don't think... I, I never thought he was, like, a red herring. Like, he's no, actually no, no. an insane murderer. No, not like that. It's just... The, he lacks a bit of dimension. I don't. In some I, cases. I didn't think he. I, I just. I think they wanted to write a genuinely nice person, without making him like too saccharine or like ma- make him too like lame, basically. Because yeah. if you're too nice, you're just lame. I'm sorry. But a, but a, a really nice person would still look at her and be like, "Are you sure you're not just crazy?" When she tells him what she tells him. Well, he does kind of look at her that way in the library scene. He was like, "Okay, yeah, um, I guess we that's true. better like get you somewhere." <laughs> He's very understanding at first, but when he she almost like in in a fit of insanity almost yeah. kills Jocasta with a with a scissors. She almost stabs her in the head. Yeah, because she she keeps seeing ghosts everywhere, and he manages grab grab her hand. He's like, I just, okay, you are just calm down. slowly <laughs> back away. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but he always kind of goes along with what she's saying. And I'm like, he should have just like, hold on. Can we talk about this before we start running off and doing things? Which she doesn't really do. He's just fine. Sure, I'll help you. Whatever you need, I'll help you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, yeah, he th- could have had a few a moment where he's like, stop. I, yeah, but, I, that was. I I noticed that, but it didn't bother me. No, nah, it didn't bother me too much. What, I, what just, I liked now about, that I'm thinking of it. Yeah, sure. What I liked about him was that <clears throat> he um he had a lot of the 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 male ally or the male feminist traits. Yes. But he was actually genuine. Yes. About it, he wasn't just doing it to keep up appearances. He was a genuine good guy. Yeah. He he wasn't just a what do you call it? Ergon uh, Um uh, He wasn't just yeah, like I said, he wasn't just doing it to look good. Like oh, I'm yeah. the nice one. No, he was a genuinely nice person. Yes. So I, I I I like that character. Um, that that's a well written character instead of just being, um, like nice on the surface. You know. Yeah. And it's also a very good um, juxtaposition to um, Matt Smith's character. Yeah, Matt Smith's character. I don't remember what his name is, but uh, <clears throat> I think he's also like, oh, he's Jack. That's the thing, Jack right. and John. Yeah, they were supposed to be similar for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to confuse you. And then, then also, because um, the, the more the more the more the movie um, goes along. We uh, we we find out that Jack um, uh, might have actually killed Sandy, 
Because yes. after a while, she like she 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 just she has she has enough of being a prostitute, basically. Yeah, and uh, you obviously, know, yeah. His his way of, of persuading her to go on with it is basically like saying, like I'm gonna I'm gonna scar you up. Who who's ever gonna love you looking like this? And then yeah, he, he kills like, her. Do instead. what I say, or I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, but then he ends up killing her. We think at first in the mission spider. that yeah. Ellie has. Um. Um, and and then um, which Eloise. is where she breaks down completely. Yeah, because yeah, which is understandable because she brings John right John yes. home after a Halloween party, or I guess yes, it's a masquerade at least. But I'm no, it's a Halloween, Halloween party. Yeah. Um, to her, to her, to her flat, or to room. well, to her room where she's not allowed to have boys after eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Which is and, and yeah, and the 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 owner of the house is very strict when it comes to male visitors, which <laughs> yes. comes into play later. <laughs> yes, she's a very nice old lady. Yeah, when, when it comes to male visitors. Yeah, which really explains itself in the end. That's yeah. also it's amazing writing. And I, yeah. I usually like pride myself in in figuring things out in movies, but this oh, yeah. one no. totally threw me off, and I yeah, loved it. Yeah, I loved it because you kept turning over me like, oh, it's. You know, oh, it's that one. It's gonna That's be this that. one. That's gonna be this. One. Like, no, what? No. no, no, I don't think so. There's something else going on. I was like, oh. <laughs> but anyway, and the surprise, the ending really surprised me. Actually, yeah. So she, at this point, she has had some really horrific uh, yes. dreams or nightmares. Then, because the, all her dreams are now instead of just them hanging out in clubs, it's basically uh, Sandy uh, being being used every night over and over yeah. again by so a now, creepy shadow figuring men who has no faces. Yeah, so at this point, you know, she doesn't want to go to sleep anymore. So she and then she starts she starts seeing these ghosts in in her waking time as well. So in the club that that they're partying at, she sees Sandy. She sees the ghosts. So she's just like, yeah. let's just get out of here. I don't want to, but I don't want to go to sleep. So she, they go home to her. They start to you know getting get fooling getting, around. Yeah, fooling around. <clears throat> um, but then when she looks up, there's a mirror. In her bedroom, which wasn't in there the before, ceiling. and she she's not seeing herself and John. What she's seeing is Sandy and Jack, right? Yes, and that's when she sees him with the knife. I think. Yeah. Um. And as they're about to to do it, Jack murders Sandy. So she's basically having the sensation of being murdered while John is on top of her. Yeah. Which that was that was. That whole sequence was so like uh, it was that was, it was that, that it was, was why so I, realistic. It was creepy. Yeah, and you really felt it. That's why I I wrote on on Twitter when I came home like this is uh, the first time in a long time that I've been genuinely terrified by a movie. Yeah, it was so it was so in your face. And and Thomason's acting. Was spot on. You could, uh, she could feel the knife on her throat, yeah. Even though she wasn't actually experiencing that yeah. for real, and it translated it's over just, to oh, us. Perfectly. It was one of the most oppressive scenes I have yes. ever witnessed. It was super creepy. Um, so she she throws John off, um, and he breaks a mirror. I think, yeah, because she like backs up into something and breaks a mirror somehow. Yeah. He's like. What did I do? What did I do? And she just keeps seeing herself being and murdered. She's screaming. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so disgusting. So intense. Yeah. Um, so well made. So then Jesus she Christ. becomes obsessed with finding Sandy's killer, 
Yeah. So she starts doing. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of funny because they both sort of did like a corpse paint. They didn't really. They did like dress a up. skeleton paint because yeah, yeah. they had black clothes on. Perfect. We don't have to do much more. Yeah. So they just painted the faces white and you know black around black the eyes circles, and yeah. mouth. I think. But then for the rest of the movie, because she you know she she don't she don't have time for showers, so she just runs around with these. Big dark circles around her eyes. Black eye makeup. <laughs> which just makes her look even more crazy. Even when it kind of, you know, washes off, it's still there. Like, yeah, yes. said, like it just looks like really heavy eyeliner. So she looks and, even I mean, more frazzled than she is. She's been running around in rain, so her hair is all wet and, and like. Yeah, striped. It, oh my god, yeah. Yes. So when she, she actually goes to the cops about this murder. Oh, yeah. And they're like, so you dreamt about a murder that took you, place 60 years yeah, ago. Yeah, you 40 witnessed years ago. it in oh, your dreams. She's like, yes. Like, yes, I know I sound insane, <laughs> but yes. And he is alive. They're like, okay, have you talked to a shrink? <laughs> and, and the classic, I know you think I'm crazy, but it actually happened. Yeah. That's some crazy people say, lady. And I mean... They do say that they're gonna look into it, but then she uh, overhears the male cop laughing about it in the restroom. Yeah, while the while female, the cop, female cop is like, to talk to her about it, we we need to, we need to talk to her because she's yeah. obviously going through something. If it's actually this murder or if it's something else, she's going through something. Yeah, and throughout the movie, um, she gets she, she gets like a part time job at a bar. Yes. Oh man, I wish it were that easy to get jobs. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you could you could do that in the sixties. You could just walk into a place like I would like a job, and it's like okay. Well, but she she does it in twenty twenty, and it's like whoa. She just walks into the bar and asks like, "I see, I see you. You had a help wanted sign." They're like, "Okay, you can work nights." Yeah. Can you can you pour a beer? You're hired. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. She gets the uh, <laughs> the lower level, less fancy part of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the pub. Bokfikam, as we would call it in Sweden. Yes. Um, but in that, so in that bar, she keeps being, um, well, not not solicited, harassed by this older man. Once again, a, a creepy older man who's kind of coming on to her. And yeah, she, I mean, she runs into him a few times outside as well, and he's like, he's giving these comments that are just. Yeah. Something's the first, not right with you. The first time we see him, he steps out of a sex club and just looks yeah, at that's her true. super creepily. Um, that's true. That's Terrence Stamp, by the way. Um, yes. But so so <laughs> she she becomes even before the she witnesses the murder, she is convinced that that is Jack. Yes. That, that she's like, I know that the murderer is still out there. He's still alive. I know who just, he is. Yeah. He, she just needs to prove it. Um. So she confronts him. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's when he starts dropping hints that um that everything might not be the way she yeah. thinks it is. And you didn't pick up on it, but I did. I didn't really understand because he says that Alex did it. Yeah, she says you killed Sandy because she thinks it's that's that's yeah. Jack. Well, spoilers, he wasn't Jack. No. Um, I was convinced he was. Yeah, yeah, and you were supposed to be, and I was, I was too. But then he said, "I didn't kill Sandy. Alex did." You're like, yeah, Who's Alex. I was, Who the fuck is Alex? But then I was like, "Wait a minute." Sandy said her real name was Alexandra. So I was like, "Yeah, that's the only Alex." And she does call her. There is this montage where she 
she she has this herself. booth in the club where she meets the 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 gentleman quote yes. unquote that she's supposed to have sex with, and she gives a different name each time. And there's this, and the you know, men always yeah. answer with really that's a lovely name. So and first she, she says yeah <laughs> yeah like she has to play it up for them every time which, you know of course um so like oh what's your name then oh I'm Sandy I am. Uh, Alexandra, she says she uses a real name once. Yeah, she then says Alexi. Alexi. Um, um, uh, I don't remember uh, the other one. Andy. Sandra? And I think Sandra. And then one one time she says Alex, and it, it was just like Alexandra, Alex. Yeah, she did. So that that's when I started like, what did he mean? Alex killed Sandy. So I thought it was gonna be like a metaphorical thing, like, ooh, the the happy go lucky Sandy was. Murdered, so to speak, um, by by Alexandra. That she like she 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 stopped being this happy go lucky pe- person and became yeah. this like yeah this sinister sinister whatever. like or like horror hor- not horrible person but you know uh, this down like beaten down by by yeah. the world person basically. Um, bitter. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, this, yeah not yeah. sinister. Bitter, which is which is understandable because of yeah. the situation. Um. But then, out of nowhere, she follows... The, the guy leaves. Uh, the guy he gets thinks upset Jack. with her, like, accusing her of murdering someone. Accusing him. So he kind of, like, walks off. Yeah. He, and she follows him outside the pub, where he is promptly hit by a, by a car and dies. Yes. On the spot. It's like, oh, shit. Well, he starts bleeding, and everyone's screaming out, "Call the an ambulance!" Yeah. And they mention then all of a sudden that you know, say he's a cop, they'll come faster. And yeah. She's like, what do you mean a cop? He's yeah. Jack. He's the, no. the pimp. They're like, no, no, it's Leslie. He's a cop. Yeah. And like, Leslie, cop. I love. Oh, that. Oh no. They, <laughs> there was there was at that point they never did like a callback to that. No. They they. But you do it mentally. They were, they were hoping that the audience picked up on it, and I did, because in that montage of all the men asking for her name, there was one who actually asked about her more, like, why do you, and he, he said, why are you doing this, basically? like He uh, also, I think he said, no, that's not your real name. Yeah, exactly. That's what she says, Alexandra, I think. Yeah, I think so. She's like, oh, um, okay, Alexandra. Yeah, and, and he, like, tries to almost, like, talk her out of it, and she's like, yeah. what, are you, are you, a, like, are you a cop, basically? Yeah, and I, I think, think he says, says yes. are you a pig? No, yeah. he doesn't say anything. He just looks at her. Right, and then and, and leaves. Right. Yeah. So she's supposed to keep... And it turns out that was Leslie. He was trying to... to Save uh, her, basically. Yeah, or he, yeah, he was obviously working on trying to stop the fucking human trafficking that was going on and so on. Yeah. Um, and well, it turns out that now he, that I'm thinking of it, maybe he was trying to find someone specific. But Jack probably. No, maybe he was trying to find the girl, because they had reports of a lot of gentlemen going missing. Oh sure, yeah, that's probably it too. Um, so he might have been uh, looking for the the young lady who made a lot of young gentlemen go missing. Yeah, because he was looking for the murder. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's oh, that's true. That's true. I but didn't I, think of that until I, now, though. I'm I'm hoping in part. Uh, in, I think uh, it's both, including that. Yeah, he can stop the human trafficking. Yeah, you know, <laughs> obviously. Um, Get the girl yeah. out so she won't kill people, but she won't be trafficked anymore. Yeah, but <clears throat> is it bef- is that before or after the uh, the library? That 
is bef- no, that's after. It is I after, think. yeah. Because okay, so then it yeah, was yeah. Because after that, you get back to sh- her in class, and when she comes into class, everyone's like commenting on the fact that she still has a lot of black eye oh, makeup yeah, left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was in it was in the the um the, the library. library that I started having second thoughts about this because yes, you have all these ghosts. There's obvious. They're obviously like. Like regular like guys are all dressed the same way, and they yeah. all have these uh, like erased. You can't see their facial features. No, you you you, you kind of see like eye shadows where the eye holes are supposed to be, yeah. and the mouth. That's basically. And it. sometimes you see like faces morphing, but yeah. you never see properly who that person would and be. And it's also like it almost feels like there's several like people people in, in one. one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because all the faces have probably blurred together, obviously. Yeah, and. When we first see them, they're very, like, aggressive and menacing. Yeah. Like, almost, like, clawing after her. But in in the library, I got the feeling that they were, like, trying to, like, reach for her. Not in, like, trying to grab her, but, like, reaching out to her. That's the first uh, time I was okay. like... The ghosts, and they're still menacing and scary, but there's something else going on with the ghosts. Then coupling that with, with the whole... No, Jack was actually Leslie, and he was a cop. And the Alex killed Sadie. I started like yeah. questioning, like, and you mentioned it after we saw the movie. You noticed it when she was looking through uh, newspapers. Yeah, from she the was 60s. trying. She was trying to find she, the the article about Sandy's death. Yeah, Sandy's death or any other like females being murdered. Yeah, because she's thinking like Jack is obviously like it's a pattern. killing a bunch of girls. Yeah, he kills them when he's done with them. Yeah, but, but she's scrolling past all these stories of men disappearing. Yeah, like and family man missing in Soho or like businessman found uh, never returned, never returned from yeah. And it was so I was like, that's really. St-. And then we saw the ghost trying to like yeah. reach for her. I was like, something, something, something's wrong here. <laughs> um, and I don't remember what happens then, but we. Sh- um, well, that's when she runs back to the pub and confronts. Oh Leslie. yeah. Oh yeah. And it's after that that she she's basically like, "I'm done with this. I'm going home. Yeah. I can't stay here." So John drives her to her flat so she can pick up her stuff. Um. So they yeah. Can just, so they can just go home. And she, but she has to sit down with her landlady to try and, and get her like, deposit back. She, I'm sorry paid, about like, the mirror. Three, three months in advance or something, and it was no wasn't two she... months in advance and two months down payment, so ah, four right. months in total. Yeah. So she needs two months back at least, and yeah. she still she's like, I have, to, I'm gonna pay for the mirror that we broke, obviously, and I'm really yeah. sorry to do this to you. Yeah, because she wants about her money back. Usually, when she rents out to students, they they can just disappear in the night yeah. and not pay for anything. Yeah, that's why she paid so much down first. Um, so she, she she's trying to explain this to the old lady. And, um, what is it that, oh yeah, no, what is it that makes her realize, because she sees something, right? Well, I think it's something that the old lady says. Yeah, it's something she says, yeah. But I don't actually remember the detail. Um, no, she, she, um... I don't remember exactly. She figures out that something's wrong, at least, and she's like, I won't tell anyone. yeah. But the landlady oh, says, yeah. well, you won't be able to. Yeah, because she says, oh, there, there was a letter for you. So yeah. she goes through the pile of letters and they're all uh, uh, addressed, addressed to, to Alexandra. Alexandra something something. I don't remember the last name. And that's when she realizes that the landlady is Sandy. Oh, yeah. She's like, what happened? 
Oh, yeah. She figures out that Sandy killed Jack. Yeah. Jack didn't kill Sandy. Sandy killed Jack. And she, she confesses to have killed a bunch of the men because she didn't want them to do what they did. She, yeah. They deserved to die. Yeah. Um, and the the she has, like, hinted... She's talked to the lady about these visions she had, about a, a yeah. girl... Did there, she was asks, there ever a girl here who lived by by the name of Sandy? So she the, asks if someone died up in that yeah, room. So the old lady knows that she's on to her, like sort yeah. of. That's why she also she she spiked the tea she's offering her. Yes. That's why she says you'll never be able to tell anyone. And that's really like ah, because she's like, like you have to drink your tea. Yeah, and I just fucking knew there's just something in the tea. Oh, Don't no. drink it. <laughs> but she only um, has one sip, luckily. Yeah, that's enough to make her groggy though. True. Um, and then, then Sandy, the old lady, starts t- telling her that yeah, she, after she killed Jack, she kept on soliciting men or men soliciting her. But when she brought them up to, she, when she brought them up to her room, she killed them instead. Yeah, because they were they they're... were all horrible men. They deserved it. Yeah. Um, and I, and that's that. I'm wondering there: Are we supposed to sympathize with her? No, because I understand. She, I'm I'm of this mind. I understand why she did it. Yeah. But it's not the right thing to do. No. She still murdered more or less innocent men. <laughs> I mean, she murdered people. No matter how innocent or guilty they are, you are not allowed to kill them. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, that goes against the law. She, she, <laughs> she, obvi- she obviously snapped when she murdered yeah. Jack. Um, she just kept, and it was, and then we see all the the visions, and she also mentions yeah. like, after a while, you just you block, you you raise their faces. That's they're, they're just. She, she says like they're just they're like ghosts to me or something, something like that. Something said, like that. And that's, and that's why, why we never see her faces them. because, yeah. in 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 her dreams or in the visions, there are no faces on them. They're just faceless victims. Yeah. We even get to see how. Uh, Sandy buries them beneath the floor yeah. planks up in that room where yeah, Ellie hit, has they're, been sleeping. She's, they're in there beneath the floor. They're in the walls. They're everywhere. Yeah. And that's when they like physically attack her through the walls and through the bed. Um, yeah, because that's Tom, when you first um, hear one of the ghosts actually speak to her. You see this man who she slit his mouth, which is super yeah. gross, and he's like, "Please help us, kill her." Yeah. Well, that's after she's... You have this dramatic scene where um, uh, John, obviously, oh, John she says runs to John, in. check on me if I'm not back in 15 minutes. Yeah, and he comes and in. And he comes in and he's like, well, I, I'm here to check on my friend. So, of course you are. She just stabs him in the she stomach. She stabs him. Like, while an ashtray has fallen into a pile of magazines or something, so a fire yeah. starts. Yeah, the records. Yeah, because she oh, started records, playing records one, yeah. after Eloise plays records every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it reminded her of the good old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of funny then that that's what set her house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she decides to to kill Eloise to to uh, mop up any trace of of uh, yeah. Because even because the fem- we actually found out the female cop was there to 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 check on her she story. A, yeah, she did a wellness check. Yeah, when she killed Which her, is, as you well, know, right? when someone's. Uh, we don't no, see. I think she just they, send her away. Uh, maybe it feels like they were hinting she, at that she killed the cop as well. No, I think they. She was just mad at Eloise for like bringing the cops to her oh, house. I don't yeah, think yeah, she yeah. actually no, no, no. killed the cop. Yeah, that's because that would have raised a lot more suspicion. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, but um, so, Eloise makes her way upstairs to run away from from. And that's when the ghosts Alexandra. tell her, "Please kill yes. her." 
And then, uh, yeah. But she doesn't, though. No. She doesn't Eloise kill does her. not kill anyone. No. Because killing is wrong. Exactly. I think that's like the end goal here. Killing is wrong no matter what they've done to you. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like I said. And I, 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 I like that that Sandy is definitely, obviously, a victim of, of like a sure. horrible yes. crime and like horrible fate. Um. But I don't think we're specifically, still, you know, she's still, you know, she no, did something. No, they still tell her story as if she's someone bad. Yeah. Because in the beginning, yes, it's all, oh, or, I'm so sad for her and she she suffered such a terrible fate. But no, no, she I mean, is just as terrible. <laughs> no, yeah, but, you know, it's it's still, it's still, I think it's still, not not that she, like, she she kind of becomes the villain of the story but it's it's a it's a classic sad villain like yes it's it's kind of, it's honestly it's kind of like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker yeah like you can definitely see how it happened but you don't sympathize with him or her in no cuz they went too far yeah they went too far so <laughs> one another really creepy scene when all this happens she's she's walking toward while the house is bur- or smoking because they're on the top floor at this point and she's walking uh. towards Eloise with the knife like they all deserved it and she's like I know because she's so scared yeah super Elo- creepy and it's just an old well, like, lady Eloise- walking with a knife she understands why she did it, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. We understand why and she did it. And she's trying everything to, like, you don't have to kill me. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Please leave me alone. Yeah, it's like, we can talk to somebody. It's okay. So, no, no, it's too late. Yeah. And I was convinced she was going to jump out of the window. <laughs> yes, me too. I, which, I sat there like, oh, she's yeah. going. Which I'm she's glad jumping. they did, because that would have been, like, uh, That would have been too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she just sits there as the house burns. At first, she tries to slit her own throat, which Eloise stops her from. Yeah. But then you have that feeling that, oh, she's going to jump. But no, she just sits down and burns with her yeah, sins. Yeah, and Eloise basically. has to run out of the house before it burns up and drag, yeah. j- drag John out of there. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, the happy ending, I suppose. Well, yeah, we actually get a happy ending then because I I thought it was just going to end there. A cla- yeah. Classic, quote-unquote, modern horror movie ending on a bad note. But no, they cut to, you know, whatever, six months later or something. Yeah. Um, And Eloise has, uh, even though we thought she, like, quit school, she has actually finished school or finished this year at least. And she Yeah, is, she's doing her senior, well, end-of-the-year project. Yeah, where she's having her... her, her a runway uh, show. Her runway show, yeah. And um, that's also showing that she's still, you can still appreciate the past despite, you know, all the ho- horrible stuff that yeah. happened in the past because her designs her- are still inspired by the 60s, but she's added like modern touches to it. Yeah, she's, like- she did the, the classic, um, I don't know what it's called actually, but it looks like a bell, I think it's a bell shaped dress yeah. sort of. With an A-frame, um, but she does she does modern cutouts and changes the fabrics to make it yes, more modern. It's, a, it's modern. a modern twist on a classic look. Yeah, and I but I gotta say, I, I'm no I'm no fashion guy, but whatever you know, I gotta say I don't like that shape of uh, the, nah. the bell shape or whatever you called it. Yeah, it's not very flattering for most it, people. No, yeah, it it removes any All like shape. figure. There's no shape left. She just looks like a Barba Papa or something. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she's wearing a tablecloth. Yeah, it's I never a very underst- strange design. Yeah, I never understood that kind of dress. It fits but it's- for Sandy in that scene where she walks into the yeah. club because it's very flowy when they dance and everything. Mm-hmm. But then seeing that and the modern touches on it in the end, 
I don't know. It wasn't my favorite dress. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I I'm think not a fashion guy. So. In the '60s, it was because they had a lot of form-fitted dresses back in the '60s to sh- specifically in this like club setting. Yeah. Um, but this one is more of a. It's supposed to be more of a like Fancy? hint at the at the silhouette. So you in certain lights you yeah, see the body a, shape. Yeah, because it is a very it's very, a very thin, thin fabric. fabric. Yeah, 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 of course. But of it's course. still supposed to be very innocent with how you. Technically, isn't showing any shapes. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. it's it's a bit of subtly, secretly sexy. flirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's it's never my but favorite it, it, kind of dress. <laughs> it did not really work with the modern touches, to be honest. No, because it yeah. just looks like one of those. Well, it doesn't look like something people will wear in every day. It looks like fashion yeah. that is just for the runway. Yeah, exactly. Which maybe is what she's supposed yeah, I, to do. I, think, I don't. I think know. they were going. Depends for on that. what the class yeah. is. Yeah, but either way, you know, either way. It shows that she, and then then she, she once again she also she's, brings back her hair, natural hair color. She's not yes, blonde she anymore. She stops looking like Sandy since since it turned out Sandy was an insane murderer. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also also the fact that she then turned she turned her weakness, you know, her perceived insanity into a strength. Classic, yeah, classic hero's journey thing that she turns her weakness into a strength because you know at the end she still has visions of her mother and like. So she has like the approval of her mother, but she also sees Sandy and kind of uh, keeping, you know, the the happy memories of Sandy alive yes. with her fashion. Because we see yeah. Sandy in the end, um, in look, that pink dress. smiling at her through the uh, through the mirror. <laughs> yeah, but and they do the beep, yeah, the finger thing from yeah, the yeah. trailer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, I'm, I might be misremembering this, <coughs> but the music in the end, though, it's it's happy it's, music, but you hear like a. There's a note there's a, of, there's a, of, of of like the, a, creepy. a creepy a creep <laughs> a very subtly like creepy note in the in the background of the music like yeah she's she's a, she's a, she's stronger now but she got that strength from a maniac you know yeah and you know the bad stuff never really leaves you exactly so there's a, there's a hint a sinister little hint at the end which I thought was yeah. Ooh, so good. So, a happy wow, ending with kiss. a sinister hint. It was amazing. <coughs> it's so yeah. fucking well written. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And I read somewhere um, in a in a in a review or something that just like just like Hot Fuzz, went to turn into a very classic British horror movie at the end, where it's like a cult, you know. We talked about that when we talked about Hot Fuzz, like how it goes from from a a, a a cop movie, which is also kind of British, you know, having all the the midsummer murders yeah. and everything, then turning into a cult horror movie, you know, about a cult, not a cult horror movie, but about a cult. Um, someone mentioned that this too t- uh, had you know homages to a very British, you know, like <laughs> subgenre of horror, and I gotta say I don't know exactly what they're hinting at. Ghosts no. or maybe it's just that I'm not <coughs> that well versed in British horror. I don't know because I, I don't know that much about British horror actually, other than cult stuff. Um, um, looking like at the trivia, yeah, someone has said that the movie is inspired by "Don't Look Now" from 1973 and "Repulsion" from 1965. Uh, Don't Look Now <clears throat> is something about a married couple and their dead yeah, daughter. Yeah, their, their daughter dies and the mother is. She is convinced that she is seeing their daughter like alive, but she's having visions. Basically, I, yeah. I've actually never watched. What was the other one you said? 
Repulsion. Repulsion. I haven't watched Repulsion, but I know it's uh, it's a Brenda Palmer movie, right? No, it's Roman. No, Polanski. Roman Polanski. Right, 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 right. I haven't seen that one, but I, I'm uh, so I, I can't really comment on that. But I, I no. I guess there's a little bit of Don't Look Now, but Don't Look Now isn't a British movie. Uh, and and um, Repulsion isn't a British movie either, so I don't Mass, know. I don't know. I'm not sure what they're hinting at, but e- either way, I love the ending. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, just to mention, it was the last performance of Diana Rigg, who played uh, old oh, yeah. Alexandra. And who, uh, isn't she... Yeah, she played Mrs. Miss Collins. Yes. Yeah. Right, Alexandra <clears throat> Collins was her name. Yes, yeah. that's the name. Oh, yeah, she died last year. Oh. Yes. Almost to the date a year ago, yeah. um, and she so the was. The movie is dedicated to her and someone else. At right, least. that's why I recognized her because she was in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. She's the girl, right? She's yes. the one that James Bond actually loves. Um, cause yeah, that's he marries true. her in the end of that movie, and then she gets killed like ten minutes after the marriage, <laughs> for the yeah. wedding. Um. Oh right. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Because I, I recognized her, but I mean, she was so old. Sorry. And also was... in her later years, she played uh, Olena Ty- Tyrell from Game of Thrones. Right. Some people I, might recognize I, her from I, that, I actually. No, that's when she was in 2013, so I never saw her. That's the third season. I never watched that. <sighs> oh, yeah. Well, and th- also that's... Margaret Nolan, but I, I can't figure out who she say. Oh, she's one of. Oh, she's the barmaid. In what? In, in, in Last Night in Soho. I think she's the lady she who hires Ellie. Oh, she's not Alexandra. No, no, the the other one, um, Margaret Nolan. Oh, There's two sorry. people. Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, and I think this is uh, the lady who hires her at the pub. Yeah, she yeah, also yeah. passed away, so this is also oh, okay, in memory. Okay. Um, yeah, and then oh yeah, and then uh, the end credits, um, are all it's it's not a it's not a it's not a scroll. It's just you know uh, st- still still images of all the people involved which is very classic and yes. it's also like punctuated by uh, pictures of Soho in the middle of the night completely empty there's no people yes. in the picture and that even though it's set to, to happy 60s music it's so creepy you know when the, those pictures were taken no they're actually taken during lockdown in, in London. Oh, in modern well, that days. makes sense, yeah. Yeah, no so they're actually empty because yeah, yeah, no yeah. one was allowed to go out. Yeah, <laughs> and we, I know that was like the, because f- we try not to talk too much about the movie before we do the podcast. <laughs> but yeah. I just had to mention that because it is such a rare thing to see a, 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 a city, like a, like a, a bustling, bustling metropole city. Like being empty. It's something yeah. really creepy about it, but also kind of cool. Like I mentioned, it's, like I've been in Stockholm because we live in Stockholm. I've been in Stockholm once when it was completely empty, or at least the area where we were. Yeah. No people around. Not a single person except for me and my friend who was walking home from like a bar or pub something. or something. Yeah. I've actually experienced experienced it in London, and it's magical. Yeah. I mean, not not those major places that they had in pictures, obviously, no, but no, like sure, sure. random side streets and stuff, and it's just. You can hear the city, but it's so quiet and it's just, oh, it's magical. And as we mentioned when we left, we were like, we should go to a pub. <laughs> yeah. The whole, a lot of the movie takes place in that pub where she has uh, a job. And oh, it, yeah. It, it just like, it feels so homey and nice, even though it has so much sinister backstory 
yeah in it um, it's just, and uh, <laughs> um uh, uh that's that's also like it's just he really captured like i have i don't think i ever was i never were i never were i never was in soho when i was in london no but i was in camden and i was in like the scent <laughs> i was in piccadilly circus yeah. and those parts but you know it's it's still it's still london and it he, I mean, they really captured cap- the perfectly captured the feeling of of London at night. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and that's something I gotta say also because uh, something he did. The movie when when she arrives early in the movie when she arrives in the city she arrives by train which I also did because yes. I landed at Stansted. So there's right. this, this long train <laughs> ride from Stansted actually into London, and I'm not sure we were traveling on the same uh, tracks. But it was the same thing, like, first, around, around like, f- way outside way of out. the city. Um, it's basically, like, not it's farmlands, farmland. but it's, it's flat. It's, like, grass, yeah. and you see some trees. But then, like, the suburbs of London almost looks like some, like, uh, like middle European, like, like ghetto almost, it looks like. It's, it's yeah, they're very this, concrete. Oh, just a bunch of concrete and, like, empty industrial areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go come into London. It's like, oh, look, here's this modern city, and it looked exactly the same uh, yeah. when she came into the city. I was like, oh my, I I've seen this. <laughs> you have done that. Yeah, I've done this. Um, and capturing that part of 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 a city, like, I, I, and even when he like showed the tour, when she she goes, she takes a taxi through Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, he actually managed to make th- those like touristy spots. That we've seen a hundred times in movies feel exciting because this was the first time she finally mm. got to see London. You felt the same feeling she felt, the same excitement yeah. she had of actually finally being in London and seeing it. Oh, and she was once when she was little. But yeah, but she barely count. remembers. Once it's like yeah. a dream. She's like in a dream when yeah. she comes into London. Yeah. Even better also when you see it through the 60s version. Oh, yeah. You see Piccadilly as well, and it's, it's just as magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, he I'm, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no expert. But I've, I've been in London, <laughs> um, on on a, on a non-touristy trip where I actually got to go around and experience the city for a few days. Yeah, and and, and I guess you can because you lived in the city <laughs> for like nine months or something. Yeah. So you, you, he captured the feeling of London definitely perfectly. Yes, I it s- felt like. I think we said it just as we left. We were like, okay, so we need to go back to we London. We need and to go, go to back to London. It's such a cool city. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't been in so many years now, so I'm I'm actually yeah. Yeah, I, anxious to yeah. go there almost. I, I was there in 2015. That's the only time I've been there. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it, it, obviously the way we're talking about just the feeling we get from the movie, how we miss a city we haven't been in in years, and you've barely visited. Yeah. It captures so much of the the heart and soul of the place, and and more than just the story. Yeah, you get all the other stories all around them. Yeah, it's. I don't know how you make a movie like that. Yeah. So I've like, never had another movie give me this sensation. Even though it's a movie about the the dark side of like uh, like London and the entertainment basically. entertainment uh, 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 industry. Yeah. Um. It also like manages to be a love letter to that era of London and to London itself. Yeah. So, 
Uh, it's uh, it's so fucking good. The more yeah. the more we talk about, it, the more do I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, like like I said though, like I said in the beginning, and I still I still hold to that. I still miss that little bit of something. I miss that Simon Pegg ingredient <laughs> in the script. I do not. Yeah, I mean, it's not to the movies that because, like I said before, that maybe it's just that I'm I'm judging two very different movies against each other. But it's because it's an Edgar Wright movie, and his first yeah. three movies were so <laughs> permutated by that feeling. It's like that's missing in his other movies. But other than that, ah, so yeah. I mean, fucking this is good. This, this is his first major production that is female led, yes. um, which is very different. Oh yeah. But still, it's only just his sixth big movie. Yeah. So, I mean, if he just continues doing this and more and better, just imagine what he would be able to do in, like, Uh, ten years. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think even though my favorite movie is probably still Shaun of the Dead or or Hot Fuzz. I'm still, I'm not sure which one. They're so neck and neck. But like on a on a yeah on a, on a technical level, um, and like not not technical, but technically this is a better made movie than those yeah. two. Like he is it's... constantly like evolving as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I have, my, of course, my personal favorite. But I can definitely yeah. recognize that this is this is probably his best movie. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, yes, maybe. It I'm is. Not sure. It is. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, I am, uh, and I, I, I was gonna say, I hope it doesn't take three years to me. No, you know what? Take your time, dude. Yes. Yes, please. Because if that's what it takes, I'm willing to wait for your next movie. Um, I'll just, I'll just rewatch this again because I definitely yes, want to watch it definitely. again. Definitely. But um, I mean, you, keep in mind, it has horror in it, so it's not oh, yeah. for everyone. It, no. And I will say that this is the f- this is the first of his movies that I. It's not a casual watch. It's not. It's not no. like Shaun of the Dead or even like Baby Driver that you can just pop in and like eh, I'm just gonna watch it. Whatever. No, this is. It's very, very like creepy, scary, oppressive at times. So yeah. it is something you you might like. You might you're you're not just gonna watch it on a lazy afternoon. You know. No. 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 And that's not to its de- de- detriment. I'm just you know I'm just no, saying. No, it's just. <laughs> Like I will not be able to make my boyfriend watch this because no. because he hates horror. Yeah, he, and he will piss his pants. Yeah, <laughs> no, no disrespect, but he's kind of wimpy when it comes to horror movies. Yes, this Very. one is gonna scare him to death. Yes, he uh, won't be able to sleep. For no, weeks. yeah, and that's that's another thing we should mention really quickly because um, we've been going on for quite a while here. It's uh, it's definitely a proper horror movie without yes. any jump scares. I, yeah, there might be one. There might be one because I mean, you when you're not prepared for like yeah. the arms coming out of the floor or something. Oh yeah, but other than that, it is. But nah, it's it. It's not like a popcorn jump. Scare. No, no, no. It's, it's a it's, genuine good jump scare, which is supposed to be there and it works. Yeah, and I mean, in general, it's a genuinely scary movie. It's a genuinely. Yes. This is honestly, I, I, I'd say that this might become a horror classic in the future if enough people oh, watch it. Oh, yes. Like, it should this, be. This is up there in terms of, of how they handle horror, you know, that creeping, oppressive fear. Mm-hmm. It's up there with, like, the exorcist or, like, alien yeah. in, in how they handle horror. Like, it's good horror. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, and I would... <laughs> 
We're we're really singing its praises here. <laughs> well, but it's I, it is that. It's true. Good. Yeah, it is that. There's nothing good. to complain about. No, really. yeah. And I I was thinking about it during the week when I was amping up to having this conversation with you. Yeah. Thinking back of what we've talked about the last year or so, because we are reaching the end of the year. Yes. I think I found my two like main movies that I'm going to recommend to people and that I might say are actually my new favorites. Not, I mean, Scream and Fast and Furious will always be top you know, tier yeah. for me. Yeah, it's, because sentimental those, value. You know, your favorites, you know, yeah. like the best movies. But the best movies I've seen probably in my life are this one. Really? Last Night in Soho, and also The Kid Detective. Really? Which we've talked about. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, Kid Detective is my other like big favorite this year. Wow. And I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> ever. Ever, I, say, I think. This year. Maybe, well, maybe you know, the last year few years, this one. But, but the, like, okay. when I'm thinking about it, sure, I cannot I'm, mention another movie that it has I'm, I'm not gonna argue. affected me as much as this has. Like I said, it gave me emotions that I barely knew I had. It made me remember things that I haven't experienced in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While still portraying a very scary but very intriguing... It was in, in, intri- intriguing? Intriguing? Is that yeah. the word? Yeah, yeah intriguing. intriguing story. Yeah, yeah. And I just loved it. Well, I'm, I'm very glad it. to hear... I mean, that, that's kind of why <laughs> I made you do this podcast with me, to... to yeah. To elevate your taste in movies, and it's <laughs> it's obviously worked since, yes. Like your 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 first choice is an Edgar Wright movie, and your second choice is this quirky <laughs> little indie movie with a with yeah. like a with a with a dark subtext. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, please go back and listen to our um, yes. Kid Detective Check out that episode. episode. Or uh, ma- first, first movie. of all, watch the Kid Detective. Amazing. Then movie. check out their episode. Then <laughs> listen to our episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed it so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we'll see what the future brings, though. And that's I mean... also, because we can talk a lot. We, we People always talk about, oh my God, this movie is so weird. It's probably my favorite movie of the year. But so, uh, uh, sometimes your favorite movie of the year is not the one you remember. Like, no. you, sometimes you forget it. But it, it, it really goes to show, because I think we talked about The Kid Detective in like February. I think so, yeah. And I haven't seen it since, but yeah. No. I still think of that movie from time to time. It was oh, so Oh yeah, I still remember good. specific scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <sighs> just come to mind. I even just, it, which is weird, when I see the color yellow, I actually think of it sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, because there's, yellow is a bit of like a theme, theme in, it. in that movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> now I'm thinking of the kid detective again. <laughs> Might watch that tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, okay, but yeah. that's gonna have to be it. <laughs> Let's yes. round it off there because we we just hit the ninety the ninety minute mark. Ooh, um, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I gotta say though, we didn't really repeat ourselves too much now. No, we had a except pretty... for saying that it's great a hundred times. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it is. it is. It's so. And it I gotta is. say, that's before we started the spoiler, uh, uh, see, um, spoiler, whatever part part. I said this was like a strong eight, maybe even a nine. Now having actually uh, discussed, discussed it, it and properly, analyzed it as best. Oh, it's a definite <clears throat> nine. Uh, yeah. I reserve tens for like like the immortal classics, and I'm not sure this is yet. You can't really judge it because we just saw no. it a week ago. But dude, is it close yes. to a ten? Oh my it god. Is definitely. <laughs> oh my god. I really Glad I said a again. strong nine. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the strongest nine. 
ever did. While. <laughs> <laughs> strong, strong contender for my movie of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you so yes. much for listening. <laughs> Um, please, please, even if you've listened to this part, please check out uh, yes. uh, uh, Last Night in Soul. It's so fucking good. I'm just going to look into the camera here. Thank you, Edgar Wright, for making <laughs> this amazing movie. Um, yes. I wish we had more movies like this in mainstream cinema. Oh, quickly, just another thing. This wasn't even like a film festival movie or anything. This was in the mainstream cinemas yeah. with, with, with ads on TV and the internet and stuff. Yeah, like I mean, it is in film festivals as well. Oh, but. Sh- yeah, sure, but I mean, this was a, a mainstream release, yeah. a, a big release. Yeah. Imagine if we had this amount of quality in every release. I mean, that wouldn't be, but you know, more of this. <sighs> I think I'm, we need to save that conversation because sure. that's another hour long. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, but just, just, just imagine if, yeah, if the Marvel movies had even a tenth of the quality of this movie. Imagine. Yeah. Anyway, no, anyway, no more Disney bashing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for so listening. Much. Um, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, like we said, check us out on YouTube, uh, Spotify, all uh, Google Podcasts, all the major podcast platforms. And if you want that extra episode where we you know, we get to talk even more about Edgar Wright movies, uh, check out the Patreon link for just three bucks a month. You get the commentary tracks, you get the extra episode, you get all the stuff. So please check that one out. Help us uh, continue to grow the podcast. But other than that, thank you so much once again for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vidim. Produced by Tobias Vidim. Executive producer is Annika Vidim. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vidim. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad. 